The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You suffered from achy joints, fatigue, things that get worse when you eat wheat? Have you ever had thyroid problems, brain fog, even osteoporosis, all that got worse when you had wheat, gluten? If you've ever had a lot of vague health problems that people have tested your diet and they got worse with gluten, Today's your day because we're going to discuss gluten be gone. Is this forever? In today's world, it's very common for people to get off of gluten. Gluten-free diets are all the rage for a couple of years now. It was so much that we've gotten used to being banished from the wheat, the gluten. But is this forever? Do you have to completely Say goodbye to bread forever? Like Oprah says, I love bread! <laughs> That's you. You may not have fallen in love with gluten-free bread. And is that you? Do you are you banned to gluten-free palaces forever? Today I'm going to discuss the effects of gluten on the body and what makes a person have to be gluten-free, even if it's just for a while and how it affects our brain and body. So please call. We're taking your calls. 816-251-3555 within the United States and Canada. Remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join this this show live with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. West Coast time or check your local listings. This is such an interesting topic. Every once in a while, health, medicine, especially integrative medicine, goes to a fad. Back in the 80s, gluten-free, wheat-free is what we called it, was a big deal. And that was free for three years. It was also macrobiotic. And then, of course, 
it went out of style and now we're back again. And a lot of people have the tests and then there's non-gluten celiac disease and it goes on and on and on. And some people have the gene HLA-DQ2 and, or HLA-DQ8 or they have a test for anti-gliadin antibodies or they have the other tests called TG2 transglutinamase that is an antibody in your blood. But a lot of people are negative for those tests and they still notice that their health gets worse with gluten. Why is that? Well, it's very interesting. The genetic susceptibility for celiac in the classic case is where when you put a tube down the person's throat, they look at the duodenum, which is the first part of the small intestine, and you see these fissures, these cuts, and you see the skin, the layer of skin there, start to try to overgrow. And they call it hyperplasia and villus atrophy, where the areas that function to absorb the villi start to shrivel. It's very similar like psoriasis. You get fissures in the skin and then it starts to get flaky and atrophy and hyperplasia. And of course, psoriasis is an autoimmune disease. Well, that's all very interesting because it's possible to have celiac or gluten problems when you don't have the original genetics. How is that? Well, it's possible to get an autoimmune problem when you've injured tissue. How is that? Perfect example is it's called secondary autoimmune. You injure tissue in your body. Like for example, a football player gets this horrible injury to his ankle, gets a bunch of bruising, things like that. And the next thing you know, right in that region, he gets psoriasis in the ankle. And then all of a sudden he gets psoriasis all over his body. They say that the ripping up of the tissue in the ankle revealed tissue that wouldn't have been exposed internally in his body. And it set off a genetic susceptibility to psoriasis, something that he was always already susceptible to. The important point is that all of us have that susceptibility. We may have some illness in our life that is just underneath the surface, but some physical or emotional trauma exposes that genetic susceptibility. So we all know that if you lose a loved one or you have a divorce or bankruptcy or something, it's like a rip in our heart, a rip in our soul, a rip in our sense of safety and security. And that is like the straw that broke the camel's back. And next thing you know, we come down with cancer or we come down with a virus or we come down with something or an autoimmune illness like MS or Sjogren's or rheumatoid arthritis. However, the same thing 
is with celiac because it just so happens that any other kind of autoimmune disease where you make antibodies against, say, your thyroid or your eyes, Sjogren's, or say your joints, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or fibromyalgia or scleroderma or your adrenal gland, Addison's disease, or your reproductive system, infertility, ovarian failure, and so on and so on and so on, that all of these autoimmune illnesses, you get inflammation, you make antibodies against a certain tissue in your body, and it just so happens that all of those illnesses often have a problem with celiac. No, they may not have the genetic component. No, they may not have the antibodies, but when they look at the tissue, they actually see some inflammation there. And even if they don't, as we can see now in integrative medicine, the people often get better. You wait for it without gluten. I'm one of those people. So after my epilepsy got better, after my epilepsy got better, I actually could eat gluten again. Fascinating. I realized that gluten didn't have to be gone forever. That's an important thing because that's the title of today's show. That gluten may not be a cause, but gluten is an irritant. When part of you is opened up, ripped open, it's like salt in the wound. You really don't need the gluten like salt in the wound. It's like, you know when you're tired and you're aggravated and you've, you've been tore apart by something happened at work or home? Then someone goes out to dinner and they put you next to someone who's aggravating. It's like, you know what? I don't need it today. Today I don't need it. That person just rubs me the wrong way. It's the same with gluten. If you're tore apart, by, oh, I don't know, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, or something else. Gluten is like that. It's like an irritant. It's like salt in the wound. So it just so happens that if you have an autoimmune problem in any of these other areas, whether it's diabetes type 1, Graves' disease, thyroiditis, juvenile, juvenile, arthritis, Sjogren's disease, which is dry eyes, dry mouth, osteoporosis, if you can believe it, that's not responsive to medicines. Fibromyalgia, which tells you that there may be an autoimmune component. I've always wondered that. Scleroderma, which is you make you deposit these proteins like in your joints. Spondyloarthritis, which is your whole spine gets like a bamboo. Addison's disease, which is you make antibodies against your adrenal gland so you don't make enough adrenal hormone, cortisol. Parathyroid, you don't make enough parathyroid hormone. And ovarian infertility, which is partly autoimmune, like you go into premature menopause. That many of those people also have a component to celiac. 
So that explains why so many people these days, everybody is on a gluten-free diet. Because gluten is the thing that puts you over the edge. Yes, I've heard that it's not the same kind of gluten that they have in the pasta in Italy. I've heard that. Yes, I've heard that there's something genetically different about the gluten that is grown in the wheat in the United States. I've heard it all. Believe me, I was Miss Gluten 82, 83, 84. You didn't know. I actually went down the runway. I wore the crown, the whole thing. I won over Miss Arizona. She had, I think, some kind of skin problem that was made worse by gluten. My point of the matter is, when your other illness gets better, if you're not born with gluten, it is possible, perhaps, that you can kind of toss in, you know, dip your toe in gluten every once in a while. But during exacerbations of your other problem, made worse, I wouldn't exactly take a bath in gluten. It's like any other food intolerance. It's not an allergy. It's an intolerance. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's the salt in the wound. And in fact, we need diversity to make our immune system better. Some people say, well, if gluten is bad, you know, why not just leave it alone forever? Well, the thing is, for a strong immune system, we need T suppressor cells. We need to learn tolerance, just like we need to learn emotional tolerance. We need to be around people who aggravate us, but not when they're in the middle of crisis. When you're in the middle of crisis, you don't need to sit around a bunch of people who are annoying you. You need to be careful about yourself. And the same thing was in the middle of a health crisis. You don't need food irritants. I'm Dr. Molise, and we're talking about gluten be gone. Is this forever? If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you can't get online today and you want a reading, you want to go to my private, my website, www.drmonalisa.com for private one or two hour readings. Private one hour readings are for what I call affectionately the sprained ankle broken leg reading. It's for a brief reading that you haven't seen a lot of practitioners for. And the two hour comprehensive is for people who've had more extensive health problems. They've tried everything and they're not pleased with the results. You can go to www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475. If you want to know more about medical intuition, how to do a reading and Heal mind, body, and soul. Every year in July, I do a COVID safe in-person event. Everybody's 20 feet apart. You get your own chair, your own umbrella, your own everything. And everybody wears a mask and we keep 20 feet distant. It's done once a year and you learn everything about medical intuition. So go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. And every Friday, Friday, well, this week it's Thursday, but once a week I do what I call a TGIF. Thank God it's Facebook Live Friday with Dr. Mona Lisa, and it is live. This week it's on Thursday because of some little thing. I have to have a hand procedure, but it is this Thursday, 5 p.m., and it's Instagram Live. So if you want to know more about that, go to www.drmonalisa.com. It's on Instagram Dr. Mona Lisa 1, and you can get all the information about that. 
we will go to who we're going to go to first. We're going to go to Anna. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. I'm so happy to be on your show. Thank you so much. How can I be of help? Well, I really would like to know if um, if the the drugs that they give you for depression and anxiety can mess with our intuition. No. No. <laughs> you expected the answer that quickly, <laughs> did you? Do you want to know okay. why? Do you want to why? know why? why? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. First of all, being severely depressed, profoundly depressed, messes up your immune system. Mm-hmm. When your immune system is messed up, you have a lot of inflammatory mediators going coursing through your body. It increases your susceptibility for infections, bacterial and viral. And that causes you brain fog. I can't think of a less a, a, a situation in your brain that makes you less able to use your intuition. Second of all, intuition is really half of your brain. The top is logical, the bottom is intuition. The right side is more intuitive, the left side is more logical. When you have a very emotional, overly emotional mind, that's what we call it in cognitive behavioral DBT, you're not able to have clarity and be able to see things in a sequential manner. When we're immersed in depression or anxiety, we, we lose our emotional footing. It's possible to be on too much medication, like too much food or too much alcohol, but that's too, true of too much of anything. That's not just about too much medicine. The problem is, is that people blame medicine and they stay away from it just like um, because they don't want, they think that getting support for mood is bad, bad, bad. But the more likely to use alcohol or carbohydrates or food and say it's natural, when every substance you take has, a, has an effect and a side effect, you may use food to support your mood. And the effect is gaining weight which has a deleterious effect on your health. And if you don't treat your mood, not only might you re put yourself in situations and relationships like I see in you that make it hard for you to not use relationships to help your mood. So staying away from things that can help your mood, like supplements, remedies, even medicines, if that's what you want, is not going to help you live your life clearly. So I would work with an integrated physician, a physician, or anybody you have in your life to help you balance your brain. 
hormonally, nutritionally, and medically. Good luck. We will go to Julia, 54, on line three. Julia, how can I be of help? Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I was told that I have lazy gallbladder. So uh, I just noticed that sometimes, depending on what I eat, I get this discomfort. So do you think this could be related to gluten? Okay, well, first of all, when you think of lazy, you think don't move. So yes. a lot of times motility is, um, in Chinese medicine, we call it stagnant chi. The first thing I see about you is someone who has a lot of passion, has a lot of ideas. It's not so in a relationship in your life. I see you want to break out of a shell in a relationship, but there's some stagnation with somebody in your life. You have a great capacity to see someone and put a blind eye to their difficult side. In midlife, a lot of times, the veil falls away from our eyes. Something I call a relationship cataract, a block in our eye falls away. And so in Chinese medicine, our hormones get choppy. We tend to get a pressure underneath our rib cage that's called stuck liver chi. And we tend to get irritable and moody. And food doesn't move smoothly from after we eat it, from our stomach, through, through our duodenum, past near where our liver and gallbladder is, out our body. And that has to do in Chinese medicine with frustration. Who is this person in your life that's less than passionate? I'm not sure. Maybe my mother. Who do you live with, Julia? Uh, currently just my son. Okay. How old is your son? 25. What do you do for a living, Julia? You know where I'm going with this. I'm a purchasing supervisor. Okay. And one would say that you're very organized, directed, and goal-driven, right? Yes. Is your son very organized, goal-directed, and driven? Yes. What does he do for a living? He's doing his PhD. How long has he been doing his PhD? This is year two. I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, second year. What is his PhD in? Political science. A PhD in political science. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Do you have Tourette syndrome? No. <laughs> that was being funny. That was my attempt at humor that failed miserably. <laughs> what do you do with a PhD in political science? Well, he wants to work for UN. But this this is a, just a temporary arrangement due to COVID, so he'll probably move out in a few months. So I'll be by myself. What is his father like? My husband passed away in January. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. 
How old was he? 58. What did he die of? Cancer. Cancer of the what? Colorectal. Did that affect your son? Ah, uh, yes, but he's very strong. Okay. Let me explain something. And before your husband died, did he, you have problems with your stomach? Yes. Okay. I want you to go to an acupuncturist and herbalist after you've talked to your gastroenterologist about your stomach. I want you to have them help you with, quote, the motility in your gallbladder. Chances are they'll treat your liver and spleen meridian. Okay? Okay. I want you to get support from a supportive therapist about the complicated scenario that's going on between you and your son in that house. Because third chakra has to do with self-esteem responsibility. And it's a very difficult time for both you and your son. Do you understand? Yes. Having done a PhD, it's very difficult. And it's easy to get bogged down. And a PhD in political science, by its very nature, is complicated. It's not set in stone. It's not like going to law school or med school, where it's a very set path. A PhD in political science is, it's not laid out. They don't have it set for you what you do next and what you do next and what you do next. Given that your son has lost his father and in the middle of COVID, the, the, the grief plus coronavirus plus the choice of his career and the open-endedness of it may cause some stagnation that matches the stagnation in your GI tract. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And you need support with that. Okay? Okay. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank we'll you. Go th you're welcome. Good luck. Stay healthy, okay? Stay healthy. We'll go to line four. Janet, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for taking my call. Janet, um, we're gonna, I want you to know we're going to go to break in a, about two seconds. When you hear the music, I'm going to okay. say, there's the music. <laughs> <laughs> but how can I be of help? Oh, there's the music, Janet, just like promised you. Okay. There's the music, and you know what that means. So okay. stay with us as we talk about gluten. Does it have to be forever? You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
Welcome back. Today's show has been dedicated to the issue of gluten. Does this need to be forever? We've learned that there are so many different reasons why a person can have problems with gluten. It doesn't need to be primarily genetic. In fact, gluten can be the final irritant in an autoimmune illness. It's like putting salt in a wound that was created by some other autoimmune illness. If you want to know more about how to handle gluten and its effects, on other illnesses, you want to go to either All Is Well, the Intuitive Advisor, or any other book that I've written. But you also want to go to Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa One, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa, Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa Two. And you know, it's just going to go up in numbers as we get more social media. God forbid I go on TikTok because, you know, I don't know, is it China? They'll have my cat's DNA information. You know, they'll be cloned and then we'll have that going on. Anyway, we're going to go back to line. We're going to go back to line four. Janet, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So how can I be of help? So I was diagnosed a few years ago with EOE, which is a synophilic esophagitis. Um, And they're saying that it's the gluten that irritates my esophagus. They're saying, who are they? The doctors. What doctors? My my, um, gastro... Enterologist. Enterologist, yes. Is he, um, I don't know how to say it, is he straight? Or is he integrative? Um, and I think she's integrative. Okay. How did they find that out? Did they do, did they do, was it from a biopsy? Yes. Did they I do, had to te- do the six food elimination diet and reintroduce everything? Okay. Separately. But that's different. That's clinical. That's looking at your reaction to it. Okay. Right? Yes. So your symptoms got worse. You said, my symptoms are worse. And they said, oh, it's this medicine. It's this food, right? Yes. But they didn't look at blood tests for antibodies that you had, right? Not that I know of, no. Did you ever have tests for um, transglutamine TG2? No. Was it positive at all? I have no idea. Did you ever have um, HLA testing for HLA-DQ2 or HLA-DQ8? HLA-DQ2? So in other words, they never tested your genes? No. Should I ask them to? And... Did you have a biopsy of your esophagus? Yes. And the biopsy showed esophagitis, eosinophilia, or just esophagitis. It just shows inflammation. It doesn't show true excessive eosinophils. Right. It's mostly, it's inflammation. So as far as you're concerned, it could be GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So the reason why I say that is, how does she know it's eosinophilia? 
I know, I'm a pain in the neck because I ask these questions. No, I, I, it was several years ago. I'm sure it was because... Okay, this is the reason why. It's true that, as you could see by this, this show, mm-hmm. that it's true that gluten can make it worse, right? Yes. But you don't want to say you have eosinophilia, blah, 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 if that's not what you have. Okay. Well, well, that's what they diagnosed me with. I know, but... But that we don't know. If you just have GERD, that's one thing. If you have a tissue test that said there were massive amounts of eosinophil, not all GERD is eosinophil. Right. Do you get it? Yes. The question is, do you have autoimmune problems? Do you have diabetes type 1? Do you have yeah. Graves' disease? I have I had my thyroid taken out. I for what? Diagnosed with Herschel cell. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Have you had Sjogren's or dry eyes? No. Have you had scleroderma? No. What what age did you go into menopause? See, I'm asking you to find out other Herschel okay. cell is different. The last year this last year and you are 53 correct so that's not abnormally um your mother did she have any autoimmune illnesses she's diabetic type one or type two two type one is autoimmune type two is different oh okay yeah no as far i don't think she does okay the first thing i see and you know it's not just gluten. Mm-hmm. Nothing is just gluten. The first thing I see is something in the past happened in a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. There was some major eruption in a group of people, a family of sorts, that made you on some level feel trapped. It somehow affected your capacity to handle money and property. And it it made you lose your emotional footing and your health. There were people there to help you, but still, you still have instability about finances since that time. What do you do for work? I work for a university um, doing accounting. accounting. How long have you worked for them? 22 years. Was there any problems in a department? Yes. What happened? I'm I'm having, um, well, I've had big problems with a boss of mine, and just recently um, she was, um, had her duties taken away for managing people, but she's still there. You don't have the brain style to handle that very well. You're very good with left brain numbers, but not so good with right brain handling like this person's feelings and your anxiety at the same time, like walking and chewing gum. So I'm going to take it back and agree that wheat makes your problem worse. Okay. And I'm going to take it back that you were probably born this way. 
that this kind of food kind of thing made you always worse, but that you have a kind of social anxiety coupled with a kind of obsessionality and compulsivity that when there are situations around you where your natural order is affected, where there's someone who has loud emotions, Mm -hmm. that's going to trigger your stomach. Are you following me? Yes. And the reason why I say this is because, yeah, you should stay away from gluten. But understand that you being a gluten Nazi is not going to prevent this completely. Learning mindfulness to help you calm yourself down and learn how to make yourself less environmentally socially sensitive will help your gut. Because we never run away from, wait for it, social dietary irritants. You consume people irritants just like gluten is an irritant for you. Do you understand? I do. And our digestive tracts have to do with boundaries between our inner and our outer world. That is what I'm learning right now. And so though you are very boundaried, your bowel is very porous or sensitive. And neurology knows now, they didn't before, that people with your unique brain style are exquisitely sensitive to gluten. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. So once you told me that, but even her getting fired, reducing her duties is not helpful. She's not fired. Her duties are reduced, and that means she's mad as hell. And, and that's not going to make it easier for you. Right. No. It's like the bees and the hornets have been put in a box over there. And even though they're not free to sting you, you can still hear them (laughs) buzzing angrily. That doesn't help you any. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) So I would wonder if I could get transferred or something like that so you don't hear that buzzing sound. Okay? Okay. You're a very sweet lady. But you understand why... It's your the brain and the immune system develop at the first time. Did you know that at the same time in first trimester? I did not. And so your unique brain is connected to the brain neurological tissue in that area of your bowel. And that's why it's very, very unique. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? Thank you. You have people allergies. We will go to... Line five, Karen, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, I stopped eating gluten about nine years ago and um, went through a a lot of health issues, um, which a lot of it has been resolved now. And I'm wondering if... Okay, let me just describe to you what I see. Karen, I look at your head. I see an old, yes, I'm just looking. It takes me time, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. was not built in an afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I look at your head. I once got yelled at that by a guy I was in a radio show with. He's now dead, but he got mad at me because you're never supposed to have dead space. He's now dead. Isn't that awful? You're never supposed to have dead space in a radio show. So I went, I look at your head. And he goes, yes, yes, what do you see? (laughs) I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking. What do you want from me? You're not supposed to have dead space. I look at your head. 
I see pressure in your head in the past. It's better now than it used to be because you don't have hormones. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland. Antibodies that make your thyroid have problems. That's that's the first flag in the play. I look at your heart. You're very porous or sensitive to people around you. You've always been that way. And when someone's distant from you, you can read their thoughts and read their minds. This was an ability that you developed as a child. I wonder if your heart adds an extra beat. There's just a slight difference in your heart rate and rhythm. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. In the past, I saw a capacity to have a hormonally sensitive density in your left chest wall. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see capacity for abdominal distension and bloating. You used to crave carbohydrates, pasta, rice, bread, or sweets. You started to restrict them, but still you got worse. I see increased abdominal distension and bloating. And I see a problem that food gets stuck with your stomach and your small intestine. It feels like there's pressure underneath your rib from 20 to 40 minutes after you eat. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I saw increased susceptibility having a widening of your uterine wall, a widening that can aggravate and cause densities there. It's better than it used to be. I see fatigue, dragginess, a feeling of being weighted down. And this occurs when you're intuitively keyed in to problems in a family. I see a family where people are not getting along underneath the surface. And you used to be able to ignore that, and now you can't ignore it. You're a very maternal person and you try to fix it. I see three people are arguing and you carry it on your chest. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, well, I'm just, I'm wondering if I can, if, if I'm healthy enough to try gluten again. Um, First it, of all, it, how tall are you? Five, four. How much do you weigh? About 135. How much did you weigh before you were off of gluten? Uh, about 125. So you've gained weight being gluten-free? Yeah, it's over 10 years. The thing yeah. is, is that that's true with a lot of people. The big problem is many people, if they go on gluten-free diet, it's, people don't know this, they go on gluten-free diet and they don't need to, they actually have an increased risk for being diabetes type 2. Did you know that? No, I've never heard that. They gain weight. And this is what I've seen. I've been in the line at the bakery. If, once you find a gluten-free bakery, it's catch us catch can there in line. Let me tell you, it gets ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. On a Saturday morning, I want you to know, I think people, some people, there's been deaths. <laughs> Massacres out there. And they're not, many of the people are heavy. Yeah. And it because, it's because I think deprivation makes people overdo it on the gluten-free treats. 
whatever it is, people gain weight. Suffice it to say, um, what troubles are going on in your family? Um, not really troubles. I'm, I'm, you know, distance. I'm across the country from my daughter and granddaughter, who uh, I usually see see them about every two months, and I haven't seen them since last um, December. So, what kind of troubles did your daughter and granddaughter have? Um. Well, I think my daughter has some trouble with parenting, and my granddaughter is, um, she, she just turned nine, and she already acts like a teenager. Okay, um, so wait a second. Now I, now I can just imagine what that is. So you're a very nurturing person. Yeah. So you know I do readings with people all over the world. Right. Last week I did, one day I did Switzerland, and I think I did Ethiopia. I was exhausted. So if I can do Ethiopia and Switzerland, you don't think you can do your daughter and your granddaughter in California? Right. Come on now. Come on. Right. You're a mother. You heard a mother's intuition. It doesn't matter. In fact, farther away, the louder your intuition is. Right. You know exactly what's going on over there. I do. And it's bothering you. Yes. That makes you gain weight. And you've uh, always had an intuitive gut. What kind of digestive problems have you had in the past? Oh, everything. Yeah. You know, I, I had my gallbladder removed. Um, so that's the way that that's the pressure underneath your rib cage and delayed emptying. Okay. That's then, frustration. Yeah. That's frustration. Okay. I'm right there, wrong things should be different. Yeah. Where's the father? Where's your daughter's father? Um, he lives in another state. He's not really been part of her life. Yes, but she has half of his genes. Right. And we're not talking about the apparel. We're talking about <laughs> the biological. Do you understand? Yeah. You say that with utter distaste. So. Well, yeah. Did you used to get a pressure in your head when you were having hormonal cycles? I used to get migraines when I that would be um, it. Okay, I was trying not. I can't give you a diagnosis, so I have to describe it. Gotcha. So migraine headaches, liver digestive problems like that. Are you following me? Yeah. Is a certain constitution. And though that kind of constitution at times, like the last lady, the librarian, could be improved, it's called liver wind, can be improved with avoiding wheat, you're not, caught, you're not fixing the major problem. Okay. It's, well, your head is porous or sensitive. Right. Do you get it? Right. And though you're not having, though you're not getting any the migraines as much anymore because you're not getting yep. the estrogen and the right. estrogen is liver meridian. You're getting the body reaction to it, which is spasm, spasm. And though you're minimizing it with out the gluten, you're likely to have something else after you add gluten. And it's not because you're the gluten is the problem. It's because you remove the irritant and unveiled the underlying problem. Do you understand? 
I'm not sure on that, what you meant. Let me say it another way. I have a seizure disorder. If I eat gluten, I seize. Let's just be very clear. Mm-hmm. Gluten is not the cause of my seizures. I have a seizure disorder. Gluten is an irritant. It brings it okay. to the surface. It unbridles it. Do you understand? Yeah. It's quite clear there is some other problem underlying your issue that removing gluten keeps it underneath the surface latent. But Mm -hmm. now that you don't have hormones, you're not taking hormones, right? No. Now that you've removed hormones, you're less likely to get the migraines. But if you add back gluten, who knows what the other symptoms are going to be? Gotcha. Now do you get it? So the answer is ixnay on the utenglay adding back. Okay. And and, you know, what? I'm doing fine without it. No, I know, I know, but what my point is is that you have to treat the underlying cause of what's going on with you. Do you get it? And and is that the the um, relationship? Part of it that you okay, about? we're going to add up the relationship first. So you can't fix your daughter and thank the good Lord she's living on the other side of the country, right? <laughs> right. However, you need to keep your intuitive circuits, liver wind, okay? Busy, 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 but they're not. They're available to triage. I keep my intuitive circuits after I do readings very busy. Do you know how many Lego sets I have? <laughs> Okay. I'm constantly so, building so many things. You have no idea. And if I'm not reading Torah, Talmud, and Zohar, I'm I'm I am doing Lego or I am vinyl wrapping. You know what vinyl wrapping is? People use it to wrap cars. I did a vinyl wrap of my piano, and I vinyl wrapped the desk, the bench, and I almost vinyl wrapped one of the cats. You need wow. to do things to keep your. I know I got a little out of hand with the vinyl wrapping. <laughs> my point is really it was getting a little out of hand. And so my point is, is that you're, I almost did the mailbox, but I didn't think it would hold. Actually, I did part of the mailbox. My point is, is that I, I, you, you need to get, start using your intuition for other things. Well, you need I to get it, those circuits. Go ahead. I use it for work and I'm, uh, I'm, I've expanded. Yeah, but that's that. nine to five. You need to do stuff afterwards because it's at night when it starts to wander and this is not good. Your mind is not good. Uh, good. It's not a neighborhood that you want to walk in at night in the dark. Right, right. So I need to find other things like creative outlets. Very, very important. But go to Chinese acupuncturist herbalist. If you continue to have problems with your digestion, you need to go to a gastroenterologist and have them check you. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay? Yeah, Um, thank you. Let me ask you a question. What do you do for work? Um, I teach restorative yoga, and I integrate um, Reiki with it. But you move. You don't read. Say that again? You teach movement. No, but you no don't... With, the rest- with the restorative, it's very... It, they're in, like, three different poses in an hour, and I... I I read during that time and I do the Reiki during that time. I want you to practice what you see, say something. What you hear, say something. I even want you to draw what you see. 
Okay. I want you to increase your modality about what you're seeing, hearing, and feeling intuitively. I love it. That's exactly. But I don't want you to die. I don't want you to diagnose. This is not about a practitioner relationship. I just want you to increase your modality because by accident, it's going across to the other side of the country. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh. Oh. Let me ask you one question. Was there someone in your family who was a little peculiar? That was very (laughs) mystical or intuitive that your kids used to make fun of? You know, no, I don't know anybody in my family that was like me. <laughs> I didn't say like you. I said peculiar that you kids used to make fun of. Uh, not that I know of. Uh-huh. We had someone in our family. In every family, there's somebody who people make fun of who's eccentric, peculiar, mm-hmm. artistic, and that nobody wants to be like. Oh, but they usually are the intuitive one in the family. Yeah, I that was me. That was <laughs> you. Well, that, <laughs> well, then you need to find somebody to help you give birth to that and celebrate that. But okay. you keep going back to the mother archetype and you want to help your daughter. But anxiety and, and intuition go hand in hand and you feel hyperactive responsibility gland and it goes in your gut. Gotcha. So that's not a good place for me to go. No. Okay. That okay. Makes so much yeah, that makes so much okay. sense. Yeah. Not okay. a problem. So you have to give birth to responsibility, but use it in an appropriate way. Okay? Yeah. Good luck. Got it. I want to thank you. you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.